Welcome to DC Collecticast, talking action figures and collectibles from the DC universe. I am your host, Benjamin David. Happy 2020 uh, with the first episode and the first ep in a while. I know it's been a while since we posted, so uh, here's to a new year of more frequent episodes. Uh, today we have Caster's Corner with us. That's Caster's, uh, both with a K. So it's uh, Caster's, K-A-S-T-O-R-S, Corner, with a K dot com. Shout out to uh, Toy Shiz, and by the way, this is uh, Khalil from uh, Caster's Corner. Shout out to at Toy Shiz on Instagram, good friend of the show and former guest of DC Collecticast. The man is a toy store and pop culture reporting master on his Instagram, and again, that's at Toy Shiz, uh, videos on YouTube as well. Uh, but I asked Toy Shiz a few months ago, uh, who is the best online, who are the best online journalists I should reach out to uh, for podcast interviews, you know, here on DC Collecticast. So the first two names uh, were AFI, Action Figure Insider, at Action Figure Insider, and Instagram, actionfigureinsider.com, uh, who we've had on the show, Daniel Pickett, who is the man. Uh, and then the second name was today's guest, Caster's Corner. Khalil from Caster's and I talk about the massive news for DC collectors, the newly announced, and now available, in fact, uh, DC Multiverse Action Figures from McFarlane Toys. So, so pumped uh, for this passing of the Multiverse Torch from Mattel to McFarlane. So pumped that I've already pre-ordered uh, my Batman Who Laughs figure. It's due late January. Cannot wait. You can find the show you're listening to now on iTunes, the Anchor app, Spotify, and more pod places. Again, we are DC Collecticast. Subscribe, rate, review really helps us out on iTunes. Uh, we are at DC Collecticast on Instagram and Twitter. Find me, Benjamin David, at Benjamin of David on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, feel free to DM us or email us with questions for a Q&A on the show. I want to get that going again. Uh, and again, we are at DC Collecticast and BatmanBeyondPod at gmail.com. That's BatmanBeyondPod at gmail.com. Uh, we are part of the CBI Network at ComicBookINTL on all social media as well as uh, YouTube Beyond Crossover. So stay tuned after uh, this episode for Above and Batman Beyond crossover because um three figures in this newly announced again uh wave one and now available i can't believe these things are already in stores uh from mcfarland the dc multiverse three of them are animated figures so when we get into that stuff uh, i feel and there's also one this armored batman and we're going to talk about it um at the end even of today's episode really evokes batman beyond for our other podcast so again that's above and batman beyond uh itunes soundcloud and other pod places. Also, we have a YouTube channel above and Batman Beyond, and we are at Batman Beyond Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you want to help us out, this show, Above and Batman Beyond, and all the shows on our comic book INTL network, we really appreciate it. Become one of our patrons beyond. Uh, it's Batman, or sorry, uh, patreon.com slash Batman Beyond Podcast. That's patreon.com slash Batman Beyond Podcast. $1, $5, whatever really helps us out. Uh, so finally, once again, Khalil from Caster's Corner. Thank you so much for coming on, Khalil. Shout out to Khalil. Uh, casterscorner.com, uh, both with K's, like I said. Uh, don't forget about the Corner Cornercast podcast as well. Uh, he gave us a shout out on that, so much appreciation there too. Uh, again, that's Cornercast podcast. And Toysha's was actually on the uh, last episode. They talked about the DC multiverse uh, yeah, from McFarland. And finally, at Caster's Corner on Instagram, again, both with Ks. So, yeah, that's going to be the name of the game for today's show. You asked me, uh, you know, via DM on Instagram where we communicate, like, hey, what do you want to cover? And 
it, when this news first dropped, I was like, this is, I mean, work smarter, not harder. I don't need to prepare anything. This is, we're set to go. But then I thought, like, maybe other stuff. And no, I, I this is I, so yeah. much awesome news. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's kind of one of those things where we've been waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. And to finally see at least the promo picks um, and some of the shelf tags up at stores getting ready for it. Um, I think it's, I, I, yeah, I'm so psyched about it. I can't wait for Toy Fair. Awesome. So you're going to be at New York Toy Fair and hopefully we'll get to meet. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the funny thing is, I think I kind of discovered you guys at New York Comic Con because uh, I was trying to take pictures in the DC booth and I think you guys were doing interviews in the DC booth. Yes, um, you were telling me this. I forgot about this. And I was like, all right, I'm trying not to get in this shot. Okay, are they done yet? Are they done yet? And then somehow you know, just through looking through YouTube or looking through Instagram, you know, at New York Comic Con stuff, I saw a picture of you um, talking to Jim from DC Collectibles. And uh, I was like, oh, wait a second. I might be in their shots. I hope I didn't, like, distract them trying to take pictures. That is really funny. So, uh, yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, that's, yeah, this week is going to be kind of crazy. I think I kind of just lucked out to be the site that was awake at that hour when the email came through. Yeah, um, that's how it seemed. It seemed like literally timely. I mean, McFarlane hadn't even had it posted. Some of the major toy slash nerd outlets like you, it was you and Toy Arc and Toy Shiz. Yeah, so I think that some of the images like Superman and Batman and some of the armored stuff had leaked earlier in the day uh, for whatever reason and nothing had been official. So I, I take the stance, at least with Caster's Corner, that we don't post leaked pictures unless we have permission. Um, we, we've been working with the toy companies for so long that we kind of have that mutual respect. Um, that they have a plan for their press releases. I don't like to step on those. So, and Toysha's took the same, um, take the same stance. He was posting on his feed that he wasn't going to post anything until it was official. And I happened to just be up playing video games with my girlfriend and saw the email come through. And I was like, oh my God, I got to look at the date. And it gave us clearance to run them. So I started posting, and actually I sent them to Toysha's. Um, I sent them a note and said, hey, these are up. Repost them. Um, have at it. Because I, I think in this game, it's it's more about you know helping each other and building each other up. Um, just to give us more outlets to kind of you know do our thing. Because I think we all do something a little bit different. Um, so I was, you know, it was 1.30, so I couldn't text anybody around me that run sites. Um, but for him on the West coast, it was a lot easier to just say, Hey, these are up, go for it. Um, so, you know, sending pictures his way and then posting and just making sure of course that McFarland said, you know, the date and sure enough, it said today, January 2nd. And I was just up at one thirty, and was able to get those up right away. So. Oh, that is so cool. So, and yeah, everything, it's been great watching the social media just kind of go off like a Christmas tree. Just like bing, 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 bing. Every time I turn it on, there's more comments, there's more questions. So it's been a fun day um, overall. Uh, right so. Nice, yeah. I So first of all, I respect the hell out of your, uh, you know, journalistic ethics there that just because 
you know, your medium is the internet does not mean you have to act like the internet. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. In terms sure. of rumors and you know what I'm saying? I, I do respect that approach and, and I really like that. And yeah, toy shows too. And it's also interesting that you say that because I was just re- listening back to our holiday special on our other podcast above and Batman beyond on the network. Um, so that's like our Batman beyond show. And I was mm-hmm. telling my co-host that, this podcast, the DC Collecticast show, has taken a couple different iterations, and I, I have, through doing the show, discovered kind of what my, what my angle, what my jam, what my style, as you said, uh, is, and it's more journalistic than anything. Like I used to have toy photographers on, and the same two guys, and we'd all kind of meet up on Anchor and talk, and that was cool to kind of have like a little crew and stuff of more traditional, let's say, podcasts where it's the same couple guys you record, you have your Mm -hmm. team, um, you have your your network, whereas, but then that disbanded for its own reasons that I don't want to get into, but it's been Mm -hmm. cool that that kind of happened and I took a hiatus because then I went to Toy Fair and that was, I think, the return episode or maybe I just returned like a week or two before that, but I started making the show, the point is that I started making the show more journalistic and realize even in my own collecting that's kind of who i am like i almost sometimes don't even need to get these figures that i love to report on i just need to report on (laughs) guys like you and taking that journalistic style i i I, you know we have similar styles which i love yeah i think that's kind of how it started for me and you know the idea of wanting to talk about this stuff and I think when when we started or I started Caster's Corner, it was pre, you know, it's like pre and post Iron Man, right? It's when toys and, and comics became cool again or cool for the first time. Um, so there was a very limited amount of people um, or outlet for the passion I have for this stuff, uh, whether it's comics or movies or, or toys. And so, it, uh, you know, post Iron Man, it's been great. Um, but it, you know, living in that world before that, it was, it was just looking for that outlook and looking for that community. Uh, and I think over the past couple of years, I've, you know, we've seen the community get toxic in a lot of ways. Um, and my approach has been to just try to be as positive as I can. And we don't, you know, trash, you know, toys on the site, you know, if it's a bad design, maybe we won't review it or try to find something positive about it. Um, and try to stay away from the negativity as much as we can. I mean, sometimes it comes through, it seeps through, or sometimes we want to talk about something that's negative in the community. But yeah, like overall, when you get critical and stuff, it might happen. But yeah, um, you know, there's that fine line of being uh, critical um, and trying to give some criticism without being mean about it. So I, I think that that helps the community grow. I think it helps the toys grow because I think that we've learned, at least doing this for a while that the guys that are making these toys geek out about this stuff as much as we do. So it's seeing that excitement and recognizing that they're doing what they think is best or what they can do within their, within their budget and within their constraints. And so for us to say, Oh, you know, this belt should be painted this way or this thing should be painted this way, or you've ruined the figure because you know, the head's not perfect or the eyes aren't right. Um, I, I, I think we, we peeking behind the curtain that I have, I have a little more of a respect and a little more of an understanding 
for how the toys are put together and made. Uh, so I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but oh, <laughs> feel no, free to pull me back. That's why you're here. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's no, it's, um, I don't see the point in negativity for the sake of negativity and toy shows talks about this too. Um, and in fact, speaking of toy shows, it, one of his comments on one of these multiverse figures was literally today and he was nice about it, but this person, Mm -hmm. all they did was go on this kind of like not long tirade, but it was 100% negative and nothing constructive. So all it was saying was, why can't DC why can't DC ever match the quality of Marvel Legends? And why can't it be like why can't why can't? And then so Toysha's was kinda like, so what's the problem now? Question <laughs> mark. Like what? Does that yeah, mean that you right. does that mean that you like what McFarlane? Because now there's a new thing. So what's your comment to what is is there anything you're, positive? Yeah, and you don't I, even I just have don't the get to- that approach. Yeah. yeah, they don't even have the toy in their hand yet. Like the promo shots are polished, right? They're photoshopped. They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, the the brightness is put up. The, you know, the saturations, you know, pumped up a lot. You know, there's the vivid colors. The really good poses. You don't see the wires that are holding the figures up. Like, they look really polished, right? So we don't even have these figures technically in hands yet. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody does. So to criticize them at this point. And we also don't know if these were the test shots for like the the pre-production figures, um, or if okay. these are actually production figures necessarily. Like I can't say for sure because I don't I don't know. So the idea that there are things that happen in the production lines where the promo pictures that get sent out are sent to artists ahead of time. They're either computer generated or they might be um, samples. And then the final figures that come out look different. I think the the best example of that is the Harry Potter figures that McFarland did, where they looked really good in the promo shots. Um, and then people got them in hand, and the paint quality isn't as good as the, the promo pics. So everybody's losing their mind. But if you've collected McFarland and done the Spawn lines and done the Walking Dead lines, you know that there's a, a vast difference between the two. So I really want to see these things in hand before I even judge them. I think they look great. Um, they look but, good. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, in terms of what, that's that's a good uh, transition there. What is so? I guess real quick, for those who, because this is like news, news, and I want, I actually, this is exciting. Again, the nature of the show has evolved into news, so I want to get this out even time-wise, as quickly as possible. So this might even be posted on uh, January 3rd. It's only like, you know, 48 <laughs> hours after. So this is exciting. Right. And I, but for those, because of that, and if you haven't seen it, um, I don't want to go down the whole list, but there's 14 new figures that is part of what they're calling Wave 1 of McFarlane's multiverse. Uh, there's Batman in there, Superman, Batgirl, Nightwing, um, numerous Batmans, numerous Supermans, the John Stewart, Justice League, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, um, Arrow. Arrowverse stuff, and then also, which I don't want to start with because that's not the Above and Batman and Beyond show, but when I can, I like to do like 10-minute crossover content uh, mm-hmm. for Above and Batman and Beyond or other show in the network. So I would like to, at that point, um, 
well, I, I, I would like to leave in terms of like individual coverage and talking about kind of highlights and, and individual mm-hmm. pieces, the animated stuff. Uh, so the John Stewart Green Lantern, the Batman, the animated series. And then also the I know it's not Batman Beyond specific, but the uh, what is it? The Batman armor. Mm-hmm. I want to leave that for for the for the last uh, individual figure. So let's get into the individual sure. figs what are some highlights among that uh the non-animated stuff let's call it um so looking at the so at, it's not clear it's not 100 percent clear like how these lines are going to be broken up necessarily yeah. um i know that there's two price points which is 19.99 and 24.99 uh from what i understand the build a figure build a bat mobile thing um bat pod is going to be the 24.99 and i think the you know just the figures themselves without any building pieces are going to be like the 19.99 and i'm not sure because it's at least that's what it looks like we're starting to see the initial listings on you know walmart and target pop up um and though that seems to be the trend for me the highlight is always when they do a nightwing figure he might be he is my favorite character uh, okay, of all time nice. so seeing him being able to pose a little bit putting the sticks behind his back having a place to hold his sticks uh overall i think it's one of the better figures i'd like a more classic one at some point but the modern new 52 whatever they're calling it uh what i can never remember what dc's in right now um Rebirth now the the multiverse look of it um i'm fine with like it, it looks really cool. I like the Batgirl. I think the articulation on her is stunning for a female figure. And the Batman who laughs. Batgirl art of the crime. Yeah, I, they all and and I think that the distinction is they're all from specific storylines. Okay. Um, is what it looks like from the titles of the figures, where those figures were being pulled from very specific either books or arcs within the comics uh the man the batman who laughs looks really well i think that's what mcfarland really excels at as the creepy and the weird looking so i think that that figure looks really good um i think overall i think the idea of releasing like you said the 14 or 15 things all at once is what's going to be the really big piece from from McFarlane because in the past at least with McFarlane stuff you get like a couple figures here or there uh you know you got the Kirk for a while with the Star Trek and then you got the Picard and then with Harry Potter it was three figures and now we're still waiting for Hermione she's just coming out so they they've always been kind of a slower pace with a lot of their stuff lately especially like the, the bigger properties. So to see them kind of push this all at once for all all at once release, it really gives me as a collector a little confidence that they've they've had a game plan in place. They're going to be building universes. They're going to be building worlds. Um, and they're in it for the long haul, or at least, you know, as long as they have the license. So I think that yeah. that's, that's – it's a good sign at least – in my eyes that they're pushing them all to come out at once. And this is like a wave. And then maybe it's, you know, we'll see how the waves play out through the year. Oh, that is yeah. very exciting and insightful 
analysis of yeah because it is regardless of kind of how they release it it's still the fact that they've announced and shown this stuff is mm-hmm. does show clear uh, you know they're game planning game planning this so that is exciting yeah and i think i think the the thing that worried me at the beginning was their star trek line to be honest with you um i talked to the designers two years ago at toy fair and they talked to me about their plan and like all the figures they had planned out and all the accessories that they had planned and all the things that they wanted to do with it and then ultimately ended up just being two figures and not revisiting that so you know, it's a little hesitant as to what they can do with it, but seeing this, and then I bought some of the Fortnite figures um, over the last month or so just to kind of see what McFarlane had been doing with articulation because last year at Toy Fair, one of the things that they had brought up was the fact that the the Fortnite line was their, like, uh, proving grounds for... DC to give them the license and saying, look, we don't make these static figures. We can make something with a lot more articulation. We can make something at a lower price point. We can make something um, that's a little more durable that kids kids can play with. So it's not just a collector's line. So the idea that um, the Fortnite was kind of like the precursor to the DC line, I think I wanted to have some of the figures in hand to kind of see how, um, how they had improved on what they had been doing and I was pretty impressed with it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they're, what the DC figures actually feel like in hand. Yeah, that's cool. You got those, as you said, you know, proving ground sets to see, Hey, this is how you're going to pick up a franchise. This is how you're going to interpret and execute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what are you excited about? As I said, it's more than obvious. The animated stuff for me is, I'm just such a, uh, I, I try to keep the show clean. So a clean version of, uh, you know what I'm trying to say, like someone who uh, mm-hmm. I, I am a sucker, let's call it, uh, for anything animated, especially Batman animated with the Batman Beyond podcast and then also growing up. So I was seven when the animated, se- the original Batman, the animated series first hit. So it was uh, right up my alley. I was, I haven't stopped being mm-hmm. obsessed. Um, so Definitely the Batman, the animated stuff, but the first figure I saw was the Batman who laughs. So let's say the adult collector and the adult Bat fan having, I'm not, I still don't consider myself a comics guy. Um, mm-hmm. It, But man, Batman who laughs is inarguably, if you are a Bat fan, that design is just, it's stunning from concept, let alone to get an action figure as a toy fan. Um, you know, it, as you said, with McFarlane and they're already being so, uh, versed and practiced, whatever you want to call it, their experience with making the gruesome and the detail, bringing the detail to a very reasonable, I was always impressed if I was a walking, I always kind of was like, I wish I was more of a walking dead fan because those walking dead figures were so detailed, specifically the detail at the price point of like you're anywhere from 18 to 22 to 25. Um, you know, let's call it the DC collectibles six inch action figure price mm-hmm. to get, to bring the Batman who laughs with McFarlane into DC. I could not be 
And also, having been a fan of this stuff at the action figure level specifically, not so much. I love the statues, and I, again, like I'm more of a consider myself a reporter on this stuff than anything anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, they're vacuuming in the hallway here, but <laughs> the um, it so you know statues are always exciting. I love seeing the statues. I love reporting on the statues, talking about and this and that. Wish I had more money for them, <laughs> but the right. I think we all do action figures. <laughs> yeah, right. And maybe that's why a lot of us are more interested in the action figures. It's like, who has that um, money? But it, I'm, I just happen to be more, again, action figure slash news guy. To see, it, it has felt much like, unfortunately, being, at least how I feel, of a, a Batman fan cinematically right now. I still love the character. I don't apologize for the character. But it's like, let's say the movies that have been coming out aren't the greatest. Um, I have felt that way with... There's been a lot of good multiverse stuff, to, especially the past year. Like to give Mattel the credit um, um, that I didn't kind of wasn't giving them, and was pretty disappointed. I think a lot of us were, specifically as DC slash Batman fans. There wasn't mm-hmm. a lot going on at that again, eighteen to twenty-two to twenty-five dollar price range, especially like even the Batman the animated series uh, DC collectible stuff. Those weren't available for whatever reason. Um, at Target, at Walmart, and, yeah. you know, I love going to Target specifically and just walking around and seeing that, uh, seeing DC figures and with the what I think, again, was pretty much a shortage, if not a dry spell, save the last year. I, Mattel really stepped it up strangely in their very last year with uh, the Mission line as well as some other really cool Batman and DC stuff, but the point is that now I feel like I'm so excited to see both McFarlane in terms of detail and everything else, and then what it looks like they're going for with availability-wise at, like, Target, Walmart level. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I think that's, that's the key, right? And I think that the last year of Multiverse at Mattel, I think, had a lot to do with who was designing the toys, and I don't know if, I don't know if you've talked to him yet. Um, who is the person? Uh, uh, JLN uh, Toys on, on Instagram. Okay. Uh, he used to work at Mattel and he did a lot of work on the killer croc wave and the wave before that. Um, and now I'm blanking at what it was to build a figure. I've gotten so many toys lately. Uh, there was the doomsday. There was, it was the one right before the croc. They kind of hit at the same time. Yeah. Um, so just seeing like what they had in store and what they were working on. Um, oh, it was the the, the Ninja Batman wave. Um, yes. So it was those two waves where you go, oh, wait, this is what they're capable of. And it, it was sad to see it go, but you knew that kind of it was kind of like dying on the vine, really, mm-hmm. um, as far as the line goes. I don't think that – I think Hot Wheels and Barbie and WWE has been – the spark for Mattel to kind of really continue in the toy market. And I think the competition with DC collectibles in some ways and uh, having that big toy license of different scales and the movies, I think that they just kind of didn't know what to do with it. And I think, I think there is that competition between the toy companies and the studios, right? I mean, we see that with, you know, Justice League being compared to the Avengers, and we see that with the multiverse being compared to Marvel Legends. Yeah. And I don't think, I think there's a little bit of pride, at least 
it's my personal opinion. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think there's a little bit of pride where they go, well, we don't want to do it exactly like them. Right. Uh, but you know, it's toys. There's, there's only so many different ways you can put the figures together. So why not try to engineer or figure that out so that they, I think as toy collectors, we want toys that play together. And I know that there's this thing where companies don't necessarily want to look like they go together. They don't want the competition necessarily. And I get it. Uh, but the idea of a unified six inch line, and I know McFarland's going to be a little bit bigger, um, has always appealed to us. So I think that's what everybody wants. I don't think that's what everybody's going to get, especially with McFarland taking over um, and upping the scale about an inch. So, but I think it's going to be its own thing. And I think that it's exciting to kind of see this grow because we haven't seen this in over a decade, right? Um, where Mattel has had the line since the early 2000s with the Batman and Superman lines yeah. that, that grew into the classics, that grew into the multiverse. So the idea that somebody's going to take a fresh take and really like it uh, and really be good at it, I think it's, it's exciting to see. I think it's, whether it's McFarlane doing it or Spin Masters did their reveal yesterday too um, yeah. with with their four-inch line. And I think that's equally as exciting to see something different um, and fresh, uh, different than what we've been seeing on shelves for decades now. So Awesome. I didn't – yeah, that's a good way to put it of like it's the first time it's happened in 10 years. It did feel very like – it's going to sound dramatic for toys, but it felt historical seeing this news drop. Yeah, no, of course. Um, I mean, we haven't seen that kind of news drop since, you know, the switch from Kenner, you know, when the Batman animated line went from Kenner to Hasbro and then back to Mattel, like, or, or to Mattel, like it, it, we haven't seen that since then. And, and I think it was exciting every time they did that, you know, the idea that, um, Hasbro was going to keep up the Kenner quality, and they did. I think that they really did follow the line and keep it unified. Whoever was behind it um, had that idea that they wanted the seamless line, where you know it didn't look it didn't look that different that they could fit together. And then when we move over to Mattel and doing the Justice League Unlimited stuff, where it felt very different, um, and the articulation was really different, and you know the size and the scale. And now you know having McFarland do it and Spin Masters do it and you know, these aren't long, long, as far as I know, long, long term contracts. So, you know, they really have to prove themselves. They really have to make the money. It has to be a hit for them to continue making the figures. So it'll be interesting to see how all this excitement actually translates into dollars for McFarland and whether or not Warner Brothers is happy with that and will keep the license going. That is interesting of like, yeah, this is exciting, but you better prove it. <laughs> right. Of course. And, and I think that that's something new too, where I think this is one of the, <laughs> one of the big times that collectors really are going to talk with their wallets. Um, they're not the juggernaut that Marvel legends or star Wars or transformers is they've really got to prove themselves. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out with a smaller company um, like McFarland, where they don't have the distribution channels that, or the you know the confidence in stores necessarily um, that Hasbro and and Mattel have in the aisles. Is the Hasbro thing you think with 
Star Wars and Marvel, namely just the confidence of Disney, you think? No, I think it's I, I think it's the proof of the collectors. I think it's the proof of the employees um, mm. and, and proving that's marketable. I think Marvel Legends went away for a while, if you remember. Um, mm. They were they were either two packs not, or... Not, not distinctly. I, I haven't admittedly followed it. I'm, that's me listening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, it, it went away for a while where the Marvel Universe line, the three and three quarter line was the flagship of Marvel. And there was such, that that was, Oh God, 2010, 2009, um, where Marvel legends kind of took a break and then they came back and Marvel universe kind of died off uh, in the last two or three years. And Marvel legends has become, I mean, they put out, I think the number was 125 figures in 2019 of just Marvel Legends. That's what? kind of, that's kind of insane um, oh. for your wallet. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a Marvel guy. <laughs> um, and I don't want to stray too much from from the conversation on the DC stuff, but no, I think this that this is all it, relative. This is all yeah. relevant. So go. So so I think that there is a market for the six inch line, and mm. I know I keep saying that, but. And I know McFarlane is a seven inch line, but it, you know, if they all go together, so if McFarlane can build out, you know, the Batman world in the animated line, um, and then build out the justice league in the animated line and then build out a modern, uh, multiverse for, um, for the DC line with the Nightwing and the, uh, Batgirl and the Batman who laughs and, and continue that idea of the modern look of the characters and then mix in some classics here and there. I, I, I think it, it has the ability to do that. I think NECA did oh, something. You're getting me so excited. <laughs> I, think, I think NECA had done something in the last year where they saw that. And again, I'm speaking from like, an outside view. I'm, I don't know the inner workings of the contracts, but I know that the Batman green lantern, Superman, alien predator packs that were the convention exclusives this year, um, had been on the, the docket for them for years now. And they've been looking for a place to put them and they finally got the go ahead to put them out. And I think the response to those show that if the figures are made well and they're sculpted well, then people don't care the scale, whether they're six inch or they're seven inch or they're four inch. Like, if they're good figures, if they look really nice, people will buy them. Mm. Um, and I think that McFarland can do that because from the promo pictures, they look good. I want to see them posed, though. Right. I think that's going to be my telling thing. Like, not posed by McFarland, but posed by a collector and really shown off um, how they really do move. Uh, because it, it, it does come down to plastic too. I think, I think, you know, we want to see that there's not a lot of paint chipping. We want to see that there's good articulation. We want to know the joints are really well. And are going to fall off. <laughs> right. And, and you're, you're going to have breakage. I hate to tell collectors. Yeah. Figures total. are only, figures are only perfect when they're in the box. The minute you take them out, they might break. So, you know, they're they're not perfect so i think the idea that uh i i we just need to see them so so i will say like on that note durability plastic um joints the joint work just looks it looks solid yeah again we're just looking at pictures here but 
this is a thing with like you i mean you just look at and all credit to dc collectibles i've interviewed jim fletcher himself as you said and like had everybody on the show and i want to have more but everybody admits that those bruce timian ankles on an action on a six inch action figure it's immediately going to fall over if you breathe on it right whereas and that's part of that is to keep the look faithful and they're more kind of collectible items and they've gotten a little better to it standing up i think but um because mcfarlane isn't going for like the because those figures again collectibles they're straight off the page the idea is like straight off the animated screen to a figure and that's what kind of makes them so special as well whereas these things are you know up down the aisles of target and walmart and kids are buying them and they're meant to be more toys than collectibles and i it just from the look of it it looks like they're integrating the joints um in a more solid but also elegant way like they look like they can stand but i think while the a lot of the Mattel on the topic of, you know, not liking so much again, why I thought it was stale for a while, like the joint work was good, but it it was clunky and not elegant and it didn't design wise. They were like, we want these things to stand, but we don't care how they look. And the joints just look terrible on a lot of the figures and they just weren't putting a lot of kind of, again, work into integrating like elegance and design with durability. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that they show off in the promo pictures is that the the animated line, at least, is, are going to come with stands. And mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to do a figure that has those narrow Tim waist slash they taper down to the feet, I think you've got to give them something to stand on. And they're doing that. I just hope that usually what happens, though, is that stands go away as the line gets longer. Uh, so I hope that they don't... Um, ditch those in the long run um even though they're just little simple discs uh, i hope that they continue to put those out i think that's going to be a key at least with the animated line for sure yeah i'm looking at okay cool so yeah they're just they don't have the um like the dc collectibles ones they have the stands with also the what do you call it when it's the big piece of plastic that goes up and that they kind of plug into in their back they're flying the flying stands whatever there yeah yeah just yeah there's the flying stands and then um like point is that these ones it looks like their feet just go into a black disc at the bottom yeah and i mean that's going back to like the old school you know stands for things um i mean even even the other ones i'm looking at the nightwing right now and he comes with one too and he's got a smaller ankle but i think that like I think the proportions on the comic versions are going to be uh, a little more sturdy as far as standing versus the animated ones where they're top heavy. So I, I think the proportions look better than the DC collectibles um, animated line that they did for the DC universe website. Okay. Um, I think the proportions on John look better. I'm hoping that, I'm curious to see how they're going to do a female. Uh, if Wonder Woman's going to be a little more proportional versus what she looked like in in that line, she she looked a little too long in this, a lot of places. Um, so I'm hoping that they kind of work on that a little bit and 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 see that problem. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think that they've got a lot to go on. I think the Arrow. I'm looking at Arrow now too, and I think that. 
the accessories he comes with, the fact that he has a stand. Um, everybody that I've seen is complaining that he doesn't have an alternate head, but my thought is, well, well, that's what the, the next figure is going to have. It's going to be a new costume and an unmasked head. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's marketing to these guys. <laughs> they, yeah. they plan this out. Put in- yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, awesome. for sure. So, uh, again, I want to switch to animated stuff in a minute, but to get an idea for time, are you still good for like another yeah. 10, 12 minutes? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, so yeah, real quick before getting into the animated, you were just talking about like the Nightwing comic based stuff. I'm pretty sure I didn't read all of it, but it looks like the Batgirl is. I'm, I'm kind of I'm reading it. It doesn't see. Oh, based on the DC Rebirth, she really looks to me like um, what the Sean Murphy version in what's it called? Uh, White Knight. Yeah, and she she copies that look that she had in um, the new that big crossover with the Wally West um, and the murder at the sanctuary. Uh, and I I admit I haven't been reading comics as much, right? But that's <laughs> that's the that's the costume that that was in that in in that book. So I think it's more of her modern modern look. Very so. Modern. Yeah, I think the hair and and it's you know the symbols more of a backpack versus, but I think they captured. It. I think they did a really good job oh, capturing the overall great. look, uh, and giving her movement. I I know that the Marvel fans are going to be clamoring and going. She's got double knees and double elbows. Hey guys at Marvel Legends, take note. Like, uh, I I know that's going to come up. I know it is. Um, I kind of want to see what kind of plastic they use too. I think that that's mm. going to be key to it. Um, I know that they were using a little bit of a harder plastic for their uh, Fortnite stuff, whereas yeah. as, as action figures collectors, we're, we're used to a little bit of a softer plastic. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how it kind of how they kind of feel. And they were using ratchet joints that kind of click as you pose them on the Fortnite stuff. And I wonder if that's going to be the case with these. Um, and the plastic there is a little uh, more matte than glossy. So it gives off a different look. And I think that that'll be really good for the DC figures. I think I, I there's a lot of possibilities here for them. Um, I'm dying to get them in hand, to be honest with you. Uh, oh, I guess before we forget, yeah. When are, is this, when are these due in hand? May, is that correct? Well, actually, I mean, they launched today for pre-order. Um, some of the Walmart and Target, I guess, have them up now, I believe, um, or Target might not have them up yet, but Walmart does. And they're saying February. Oh, so they're, they're ready to go. I, I really think that they're going to be within the next, um, couple weeks. We're going to start seeing, seeing them hit, hit, uh, stores. Target's already got them in their planograms. So there's been shelf tag sightings of empty pegs. And we did a, a a web search to see if anybody in the area has them, and nobody has them in yet. So I, I think by Toy Fair we will have them in hands, and maybe we'll see Wave Two uh, at Toy Fair with McFarland. I hope that they show Wave Two. Oh man! So I will see you and Wave Two at Toy Fair this year. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, um, awesome. All right. So like last. Minutes again. I wanted to do crossover content for our above and bad yeah, and beyond show. Uh, 
whenever I can, I like to, if there's DC animated news, as niche as Beyond is, it it's, was born in animation, it was born in the DCAU. So we got uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart drink Green Lantern from the Justice League animated. We got Batman from the animated series. Um, and then is that... Oh, and then what I also want to talk about for Beyond That's Right is what they're calling the Hellbat suit, which is an armored Batman. And, and it mm-hmm. just immediately, uh, you know, evoked to me. And I, again, um, because I'm not a comics guy, I'm sure, you know, pure Bat fans will like, you don't know what that is. Uh, I, I don't know what arc it's from. Again, all this information's online and here, and I should probably look at it while I'm talking about it. But it's got a big red bat symbol, and it's an armored Batman. So I was like, oh, man, this is perfect for above and batman beyond (laughs) all right guys if you want to hear the rest of what we have to talk about uh for the animated side of the mcfarlane multiverse figs from dc check out our above and batman beyond podcast that's above and batman beyond on itunes soundcloud uh we're on we have a youtube channel as well at batman beyond podcast on instagram and we're going to continue this conversation what uh, i didn't mention in there too there's also a superman animated so there's the batman the animated series fig coming out from mcfarlane we got the Superman animated series. There's the Green Lantern, uh, John Stewart Green Lantern from the Justice League animated, as well as uh, that Hellbat suit that I mentioned, that armored suit. Uh, I know that's just comics, but it still really evokes Batman Beyond. So uh, check out the show again, Above and Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm.